Well, hello, party people. It is time once again. It's a TPA podcast. Team Patty Asshole. It is I, Cliff. It is Asia. And pretty soon it'll be Jarvis and hopefully Brandon. Because TPA is the fucking best. TPA is number one. How are you doing, Asia? How are we feeling? We, that was a big week of wrestling, would you say? Pretty much a lot of big shit has been happening, including a sudden return of a sudden CM Punk to the world of wrestling. Yeah, that happened. Um, that actually, that actually happened. It's weird to think that it, it sort of, kind of happened. That's just real. It it it, it kind of happened. Not, not in the way that we, um, not, not, not in the way that we um, envision. You could say. Not in the way in we envision, but we are one step closer to him being in the wrestling ring. Whether people like he's not signed to do it, he's gonna come back. Okay, he's coming back, and it's not because, like, I'm not saying he doesn't have the passion for it, but it's for the right. Well, let's well let's talk about every um. Every well, let's break this down. We'll talk about everything else, but let's let's talk about the real news of this week. Was WWE backstage um, hit a record low? I think it had what a hundred thousand viewers. No, forty thousand. I think something like that. It was forty thousand cr- for like the quote unquote like premiere on like FS1. I think. So yeah, it's been going down pretty low. FS1. Um, not many people have it, so that's why it's going low. Um, Pretty decent show. Samoa Joe cut a promo with um, fucking Gabriel Iglesias, which was awesome. But no one's here to talk about that because at the very end, right before they went off, Renee said, Renee Young simply said, we like to make history here in WWE. We like to make those iconic moments. Let's make one right now. Did the countdown and the static. The static. And then Colt's personality happened. And yeah. yeah, CM Punk showed up and had this look of, wow, I'm really doing this, huh? <laughs> I'm really, I'm really doing this. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Anywho, here I go. It was, it's, when it first happened, it was amazing and it still is amazing. But even like I said it before. And I'll, and I'll stick by it. It is such a weird way for CM Punk to come back. I mean, yeah, like he like going back all the way to 2014, and he left after the Royal Rumble, and then all these years later, like, and then you know the lawsuits and his uh, situation with Colt Cabana, and then like the doctor and all that stuff. We would never think CM Punk was going to come back, and then when he, we were like, if he comes back, he's going to come back and do E. At possibly WrestleMania and like main event, we would never. I think we figured it would be like at the very least. I think think we figured at the very least it'd be like five or six years or ten years or whatever. Because here's the thing: everyone comes back. Everyone comes back eventually, whether it's for the money or whether they want to like, you know, uh, make up and forgive. Like Brett, when like no one thought Bret Hart would come back, but he fucking did. No one. Everyone, like again, everyone, everyone comes back. 
Yeah. Everyone never. No one thought Hulk Hogan would come back after what he did in '94, leaving them and then going to WCW, forming the NWO, and basically almost destroying them in ratings. No one ever thought Hogan would come back. He did. It happens. No one would have thought Austin would come back after he walked out on the company, but he did. Every like there's like this whole I'm not like everyone comes back. Everyone's coming back. Whether like. No matter just, what happens, no matter what bad only, blood, no matter what Vince did, everyone fucking comes back. And yes, that does somewhat include Randy Savage because he did before he passed away, he did do a deal with All Stars, and he probably was gonna make a return before he passed away. I think people forget about that because um WWE All Stars came out in 2011 and Macho did that commercial. So people say, Oh, well, Macho Man never came back. They never let much. Well, it looked like they were about to. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I swear they had the fucking like, they had the plans of doing it. Like, what? I mean, but we'll never know. We'll never know with that. There's very few people that I can like. They like even Jeff Jarrett, and he's not even that fucking useful. He fucking went against them with TNA. I mean, it failed miserably, but he still did it. Everyone comes back, whether it's for the love of the business or for the bottom dollar. And most of the time, it's the latter. And CM Punk said, what would make you come back to wrestling? What would make you come back to WWE? A very big mm-hmm. bag. Yep. So, very, let's no, talk not, about... Not only, that, not only that, he said that he doesn't think they had that type of money that he wants. Even if they were having like Saudi Arabia money, he didn't. Think I'm gonna say they have fucking Saudi. Well, I mean, I mean, they don't really have Saudi money because they don't really get it. They didn't get it, but they have a lot of money to throw around. That's why they keep all those fucking guys. That's why they sign so many people, and they sign them so they don't get big anywhere else because they knew if CM Punk signed anywhere else, that shit would fucking blow up. But. But at the same time, you had another wrestling company trying to get CM Punk. And that did not work out. It didn't work out. And what did they do? Apparently, they lowballed him. They lowballed him? I mean, here's the thing. We will never know how much they did offer him. We'll never know. But but, but in CM Punk's case, going to Fox and WWE, he gets two, two big money amounts from Fox. And from Dirty. And not only that, you have to think everything that he wanted when he left and didn't get, he's more likely going to get that and plus some. He probably, if he wrestling like more than one match, he's probably not going to be working like a full time schedule, not the house shows and all that. You have to think he's going to get creative control, whoever he wants to say, um, whoever he wants to work with. Um, like, Polly, if he wanted it, but he has stated in the past now that he really don't care about main event of WrestleMania at this point. Polly, a main event of WrestleMania. And, like, like he's getting what he wants. And I'll just say it, and here's the thing. Before I say it, I don't want anyone to think that this is in any negative connotation. I don't want anyone to think that I'm insulting him. But CM Punk did sell out. And that's fine. I mean, shit, I if selling out means I'm getting paid, shit, let me sell out. This is this is no, no, <laughs> no a famous quote. This is America. You're telling, me, 
you're telling me you as a person like i like, no no i asked this to Miller. i asked this to um to one of our twitter mutuals who was like insulting cm punk for uh for coming back and like all this stuff and i'm like dude if you were offered the amount of money that CM Punk talked about getting, uh, wanting to offer, and not just not just getting that money, but to get that money by just sitting there and talking, you would be an idiot not to fucking take. That. Are, you, are you kidding me? I get paid what I'm, I'm going to assume like what ten million dollars or something like that. The fucking like. Not even be there full time. He's not even going to be on every episode of backstage. He's going to be on part time on backstage talking about wrestling and probably having like in, like full input on what he says. That is no 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 because I because I hate that. I hate when broke wrestling fans think they have an opinion on what um what someone like a Brock Lesnar, a CM Punk, a Sasha, like anyone in wrestling alone should do with their money. If so, if if someone wants. To get that bag, many if they want to like, there's no fucking morals in wrestling. If, here's the thing: if, if, if the WWE, no, 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 here's the thing: if the WWE are rich enough or stupid enough to give him that money, that's on them. I don't blame Punk yeah. one bit. Yeah, like they are with Brock. They're stupid enough to keep paying him that much so he can show up like five times throughout the fucking year and put the belt on him whenever they fucking want to. They're stupid enough to do it. And you know what, Brock is... You think Brock is going to turn that fucking shit down? No. Because it's money. No. It's about a business. That's what this is. This especially, is no, no, especially in Brock's case because he has a fucking family. He has a, he's fucking children. I mean, I'm not saying he needs like that much money to feed his children, but, you know, I'm just saying. Like, why not? As long as you're not completely miserable doing what you do, CM Punk needed that fucking break, and maybe he feels like, you know what? Let me slowly get into this shit. You know? Is it the return that we wanted or that we envisioned? No. Is it is it gonna blow wrestling on fire? No. But it happened. And we're just gonna deal with it. And you know what? If Punk's happy, fuck it. I'm happy. Like at the end of the day, you know? And besides, we shouldn't um, rely on CM Punk to save the wrestling business. The wrestling business needs to save itself at this point. But that's like, we we listened to the CM Punk podcast years ago. With yes, we did. Diana, yes, we did. Uh, like this week. And one of his main talking points was money and how DAE was like not paying him and not, um, he was at one point in the interview, he was like, I should not be getting paid less than Cena, Brock, Undertaker, Rock for his WrestleMania 29 performance. He felt like he was having the best performance at WrestleMania 29 against the Undertaker. We know that he did better than Brock versus um, Triple H. And um, no, now to think you're gonna, now to think you're going to get paid more than the Rock. Nah, come on. I mean, but yeah, but that was his main. That's that's my point. That was his main Brock right. That he felt like he was getting paid less, even when he carried that belt from for a year plus, he was getting paid less than all the other. Because let's be real, the only one, the only one that was really moving the needle when it comes to the ratings at the time was The Rock. So I mean, was he really doing that? I mean, I, I, if you want to go subjectively, again, if you want to go subjectively, yeah, he was like probably the best wrestler on that whole fucking night. If you want to go by numbers though? It was The Rock fucking carrying that shit. Right, but again, my main point. Was mm-hmm. that money, like, 
people gotta act, stop acting like that. And CM Punk wasn't about money. He was. He wasn't. Now he wasn't all about money. There was other no, was- uh, factors like WrestleMania main event, like the way they treated him, his health, especially his mm-hmm. health. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I, he even said that was the biggest thing. Like the biggest thing was his health because he was like, he was dry heaving. He was like, he had the, like the staff infection, all that shit. Mm-hmm. All that's gone now. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, like so that alone, that's more weight off the shoulders. And then just the bad blood, like, like I'm not gonna say time heals all wounds because I mean, no, it does not. Like, how y'all gonna say he's a sellout? Meanwhile, y'all were chanting his name for four exactly. plus years when he was fucking gone. Because you know, here's the thing: I hate when wrestlers use that bullshit where it's like you're criticizing my wrestling, but you don't know how it's like to get in this ring. But I do feel like it applies here because we all. I mean, us adults, we all, I would hope, have jobs or have had jobs where we get paid. Like, if you, if your boss went up to you and said, hey, like, and gave you the fucking contract, and you saw how much money was there for, and and this isn't like going to Saudi Arabia where you have to, like, like, compromise, like, because, like, there are certain morals that I would not break. I would not go to Saudi Arabia for $10 million. Fuck that shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would not, like, there are certain things I will not do for 10, but talking on a fucking, like, talk show, I, I think I'm good. I think I can do that for $10 million. And any sane person would, and you know any sane person would. Unless CM Punk is spending his money on you, you have no right to tell him what he should fucking do with his finances. I bought your house. No, motherfucker. I I bought your house. No, motherfucker. I bought my fucking house. Now, if he gets missed, like, if they do him dirty again, then yeah, like, like. I don't don't see that happening, though, because that that would be a PR. They, CM Punk beat the court. They're going to treat him. Yeah, CM Punk has won this. Let's let's put this in perspective. He has won this whole thing. Beat him in court the first time, but like, but like when he was talking about on the podcast with Colt, beat him in court again with the doctor. Beat CM him, Punk, this CM like, Punk versus WWE thing. CM Punk has won. Like he went to UFC and yeah, that was kind of a uh, like dead, but he still <laughs> that, tried that, it. Exactly. He still tried it. And he still probably drew some money, man, and he got paid for it. He got yeah. paid for those fights that he fucking got his ass kicked in. He won that whole thing, and in the process, too, Vince won, too, because he got Punk back. They both won at the end. But, I mean, Punk, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because, like... Vince got him I, back. I like, Vince not winning at all would be Punk basically saying, fuck you, no. Exactly. Or if Punk did go... Or, or CM Punk, CM Punk did go to AEW. That would be, like, like the final blow in the wound. Of like CM Punk versus WWE, but no, like CM Punk knows would he's already won. And he's like, no. would it would it really though, or would it be like, oh, Punk is still not over WWE, so he still got to stick one up to him. So that tells you that WWE still. And Vince won. and Vince's mind, Vince would not like Vince would not be fucking. <laughs> I'm just saying it it would piss Vince off. I'm just saying. So you know how you know how Vince is, but yeah, like. Let the man do what he does. Do, 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 let the man do what he wants. Shit. Now we'll see how it goes next week. We'll see how much of a draw he actually is. 
on the we'll Vivibex. We'll actually say, we'll see what he actually do in the upcoming months, whether he's going to have a pro, because you have to think, in some point of in some point of time, when he actually does um, step into the ring, and when he actually does have a storyline, they're going to bring up what happened. They're going to bring up that he walked out. Um, he's and, you, like and, you know, and you know who his main feud is going to be with. Triple, Triple H. H. It's going to be Triple who, H. Who, who is he going to face before he walked out? At Triple, Triple H. H. Who who did CM Punk basically lambast the most in that podcast? Triple H. Other than Ryback, but yeah, Triple H. He fed me to this guy, and I pointed at Hunter, and yeah, like pretty much. I still resent you for not putting me over and killing my push in 2011. All that shit. I mean, Dave took the piss test, and I now look at him like, "Did you? Did you?" And he had, and he had nothing, nothing to say. To say. You, you, we died. I, I, the first time I heard that, I died laughing, and you did too. I was like, "Oh my god!" Of course, Triple H was fucking pissed. But yeah, you gotta let them shoot on each other at this rate. Oh, I mean, dude, did you see their 2011 feud? They shot on each other enough there alone. Like that's if you want to go by pure hatred between the two, that's our modern day Brett and Sean, not not Sasha Alexa, Punk Triple H. Because at this point, I feel like the Sasha Alexa thing is a fucking word. Punk and Triple H generally fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and fucking Triple fucking Triple H on that fucking podcast. He he's such a fucking asshole. Say, oh no, because no, he was like he was just like. He was, he was lying throughout the whole thing. He was trying to say, like, oh, we never had any problems. You know, we never had any problems. He's just, a, you know, he's kind of a weird cat, man. Like, we never had any problems. Oh, the, sto- oh, the stone cold one he did. That bullshit. Mm-hmm. That stupid-ass bullshit. I'll always side with punk and that bullshit. Because, like, I guess tr- as great as Triple H can be, he can also be a fucking dick. Didn't Triple H or someone... Say he has a skinny, fat ass. Yes. Yes. He had a fat ass because Triple H is checking out CM Punk's ass for some reason. Hey, I don't know. Is that the first thing Triple H does when he like <laughs> scans out talent? Oh, uh, yeah, that happened. Um, Traveris and Brandon. Hopefully, Traveris Brandon come eventually. I might DM one of them eventually. Um. So, oh, whatever. Uh, you have that. You also have the news that Johnny Gargano, Mr. Takeover of N- the heart and soul of NXT, will not be wrestling at Takeover War Games. Can, I, can I start on this? Because there are two things that make this so much more tragic than it has any right to be. What? Number I one. This as a positive. No, no, for, no, just for Gargano and how hilarious this is. Number oh. one, reported by Ryan Satin, of all people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He had like not not only is he injured, but he didn't even get the dignity to have like someone with you know integrity and you know credibility to say no. Ryan Satin and his ugly ass face, and I guess he cut his hair because Sean Ross had cut it. But at one point, his ugly ass hair had to fucking bring up that Johnny Gargano has fucking neck problems and he will be out for a while, which means the match between Balor and Gargano is off. Which that alone is also tragic. So that's three things. Number one, Ryan Shitface Satin had to say it. Number two, um, 
a really hot program that could be between Balor and Gargano is gone. And three, this is the same fucking night CM Punk comes back. So not a damn soul is talking about Gargano. It's just, oh my God, poor Johnny. Also the same night of the one year anniversary of Becky Lynch and Bailey Rock. <sighs> and basically it's that beautiful. whole thing happened. Beautiful. The man on the anniversary, CM Punk, dude. November twelfth is a great day in history. Mm-hmm. This is huge for NXT and for Gargano because when was the last time Johnny Gargano has missed a takeover? Never, <laughs> never. I legitimately don't think he's he missed. Has, he since has he's consistently been, been on every takeover since his big push. And say what you about Gargano, consistently been in one of, if not the best match of the night. Yeah. No matter how overrated they may be. And yes, Traveris, you can join later. So, uh, it's... That's huge. And yeah, he was just starting this whole thing with Finn Balor. Finn Balor, like, come, like you had the heart and soul of NXT versus the original face of NXT from 2015-2016. Finn Balor, and now, due to a neck injury... Which we don't even know how severe it is. Gargano's out. Now, in my opinion, this is a good thing because I have not been sold on a Johnny Gargano match for this year because his match will be going forty plus minutes long and he's kicking yeah. out of fucking everything. And I'm like, this shit, this, 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 like, this don't make no sense. It, like, it, Johnny Gargano to me is emblematic of. The, the problem in wrestling that everything is fucking like. His matches. I don't want to. Matches start. be going longer than it should. Like it should be ending like. I don't want to. I don't want to. Earlier and then he's going like he's kicking out fucking and I'm no, like. What I don't want to sound like. I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but he is like the perfect representation of just matches that have no story, no real fucking like characters, but we just flip and we fucking do shit and we just keep doing shit and we keep kicking out of shit. And we keep doing more flippy shit until we just fucking blow yeah. off and get tired. It's fucking just ridiculous. And just to like, I'm like, no, no. And then people try to sell me on the fact that he's like, Mr. And no, the fuck he's not Mr. NXT. He flopped when he became champion. He flopped in the Champa feud. He flopped in the Adam Cole feud. And now he's flopping here. He's Johnny Phil? Who is Johnny Gargano to me? I, I mean, he's a great wrestler, but what is his character? Who is he? His no one can tell me that. Fails. No one can tell me that. His character is that he fails every time. He's a dork. Yes. Who likes Captain Marvel and and um and then want to dress up as this character and that character and be seen. Like I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Who the fuck, fuck are care. you? And people are like, people are like, don't send him to the main roster. Y'all know why he's gonna fail on the main roster because he doesn't have doesn't have any other tools to be a star. He doesn't fucking star power. I love Gargano. Him. Like I like Gargano, but he does not have star power. Let's be fucking real. He don't. He'll he be dwarf. Like he'll not 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 just literally, but even figuratively, he'll be dwarfed on that main roster. He'll be on two off five live in five months time. Unless if he pulls a Daniel Bryan and all of a sudden gains a fucking career. Oh, no one can pull a Daniel Bryan. Only Daniel Bryan can pull a Daniel Bryan. I mean, he is the goat after all. But I mean, like all of a sudden he pulls charisma out of his ass. Like he can cut good promos, but like 
Like, like, like he just doesn't have like anything else to him. He don't have it. Don't have it. He just doesn't. And I'm sorry. It's this. It's the hard fact of wrestling. If you don't have it, I'm sorry. It's just simple as that. You can be as great. You can do. Sometimes it is creative, and then sometimes it is your fave not having the potential to actually be good. You don't have to have just good wrestling to be a star. On the indies, like I talked about it with Brandon on our, um, by the way, on our Anarchy Wrestling podcast, like, um, which you should definitely check out. For people like in Pro Wrestling Eve or in Progress, like where you can get away with just being an amazing wrestler. That's why I feel like Mercedes Martinez. I do not want Mercedes Martinez on the main roster. I think she's even on AEW. I don't think she would fare as well because Mercedes, like outside of her amazing, like she's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. But outside of that, Mike skills decent at best. Character not really there. Uh, it factor, eh. like she's like some people just thrive on being great wrestlers, and that does not work in a major company. I mean. Yes, you like it, it would help that you're a great wrestler, and there are a lot of great wrestlers now, but like the Velveteen Dreams, the Keith Lees, the Matt Riddles, the ones with fucking charisma, star power, and presence. One, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, those are the ones that thrive when they get to the main roster, when they get to the bright lights. That's how it goes. People like Lord Mateo, who are, I, I, here's the thing I love great wrestling, like great technical wrestling. I can enjoy it. Like, it's great stuff. Johnny Gargano is definitely one of them. But if you can't, but when you get to the main roster, when you get to the big leagues, if you can't tell a fucking story, if you can't, like, make me believe. I mean, you, you, need, you need to have a 40 plus minute match to tell a fucking story. Exactly. You can't tell a fucking exactly. story within, the, within five minutes, within, within 10 minutes, then um, I'm, I'm sorry. Just put your ass in catering at this point. Exactly. If you can't do that, then what's the point? Because you need 40 minutes to tell a fucking story. What story? Um, what what story? I mean, I love Adam Cole, but what story did those Adam Cole Johnny Organo matches ever tell? I, I what did they ever tell? I only watched one match throughout that whole series. One match was theirs, and that was probably the Steel Cage. I did not watch Takeover Twenty Five. I did not watch Takeover New York because I was tired at that point. I did not care for that whole feud. That feud did not have to go for fucking what was it, April Three. to August or yeah. yeah. Like, like that. What's that? No. Yeah, yeah. From April. No. Yeah. Yeah. April to August. Yeah. There was not. No. When it should have been Gargano Champa, but Champa got hurt. So that whole thing was a further point that Dream should have won that belt, and you didn't, like, come on. Dream was the star. Dream was the star, the face of NXT. But he no, we have to continue this. We had to continue this flopping feud between Gargano and and No Neck Champa, and now you got Gargano with practically No Neck at this fucking point. So yeah, right. DIY all have No Necks, isn't that isn't that great? And that's something. Ain't that cute? Ain't that cute? It's adorable. They can be No Neck buddies, yay! And now, now, now NXT they're actually doing amazing without. Gargano right now because you got Keith Lee stepping up. You got Diamond yeah. Dijakovic. You have Keith you, got you don't need anyone else. You have Keith Lee, the biggest, the biggest fucking thing. I will tell you right doing amazing now. without Gargano. They don't need Gargano. They don't need Gargano. Gargano be gone. Gargano could be released right now and the next team will be doing fine. Well, they don't need Johnny No Neck. They don't need Johnny Failure. 
They don't need Johnny. I haven't hit puberty. They don't need any of this bullshit. And no, I'm not celebrating the fact that Gargano is injured. No, I'm not like going, yeah, but I don't want to see him on my TV. I mean, you barely saw him on NXT TV as it is when he when they went to the network. Barely never did. Yeah. Like like when like when Gargano, Champa, and then fucking uh, oh, Alistair and Ricochet. They were mostly featuring Alistair and Ricochet. They were somewhat featuring Champa until it got hurt, but Gargano was just meh. They, they just didn't care. Because what is like what is there to him other than like he does cool moves and he's Johnny Wrestling. Yay! Feel bad for him. Get into him. He's like a better version of Dakota Kai when you really think about it. Oh. And then y'all... And then when Dakota gets to the main roster, she really gonna be the floppy one. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. I mean, at least that's like Gargano. At least maybe has a chance because Dakota has no chance. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, she doesn't. She really don't. She should just go back having killer matches on the Indies as Evie because NXT and WWE is just nah. I don't know, man. So she- yeah, we have we talk about. Gargano, we talked about CM Punk. Who else is there? Uh, two, two men of equal talents, obviously. <laughs> uh, we also have... Um, I mean, we could get to Ron's back on NXT, but uh, where's the fun in that? Uh, we also... What else do we have? Shit. People giving Jim Cornette had, fucking attention for some reason, which oh, is stupid. Yeah, Imperium. Well, I mean, well, that, well we're going to get to that when we get to the Raw SmackDown NXT stuff, right? Okay. Um, what else happened outside of like all those shows that I can think of? Son of a fuck, um, shit, bitch. Huh? Can't think of anything. You could talk about you could talk about Luchasaurus. Oh, Luchasaurus! Oh yeah, do you want me to do my really brief AEW talk since I didn't even watch the show, <laughs> and I only watched two segments, and that was the Jericho MJF segment, which was cute and all, but it did um. It was a little callback to um, a certain friendship. A certain um, friendship of the list variety of the Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho variety. Where they started talking and all of a sudden they say the same name and they hug. Oh yeah, full gear did happen. Oh! (laughs) Angel, you want to talk about full... No, you want to talk about dull gear? You want to talk about AEW Dull Gear? No, want to talk about Fully Loaded? Jim Ross. Uh, No, in all seriousness, Jim Ross, dude, you're you're losing it. You're really fucking losing it. I I, want to laugh, but I'm I'm actually serious, Jim. Please, please hang it up right now. Like, seriously. Don't laugh at his pain. I'm not laughing at his pain. I'm actually, I'm, I'm in pain listening to him because he's that garbage now. And you're ruining my goddamn childhood memories of you. Stop it, Jim. Please stop. Please leave commentary and never come back. But anywho, we have Dole Gear. Uh, this show sucked for the most part until the last two matches, which also kind of sucked. But let's talk about it. Um, the undercard, I, I, I'll be real, I barely watched it. I saw the the tag match it was pretty good. Uh. The Rock and Roll Express getting in was no, awesome. No, you, you're skipping something big. Something big. The pre-show? You, you are a f- 
fucking dentist. <laughs> the only good fucking quote B Priestley ever had. Britt Baker versus Bria Priestley. Um, their feud has been based off of Bria Priestley basically injuring Britt Baker. She kicked her in the head at one pay-per-view, causing um, Britt to have a concussion. And then she gave her, like, a black eye. And then, but wait, before I even get to that, you had Cody Rhodes on Twitter, before the pay-per-view oh. even started, tweeting out that Britt Baker has the flu. A full-blown flu. He basically congratulating her, saying, "Oh my God, she's wrestling with the flu. How amazing! How how impactful that is!" And everyone's like, (laughs) "Bitch, what?" (laughs) So we're praising wrestlers that have. So are we? Are are they trying to compare Britt Baker to Michael Jordan when he competed with the flu? With the flu, like even though he didn't have the flu, he was just drunk from the night before. And are we really doing this? When Michael Jordan literally had to because he had to carry his team. I'm sorry, Britt Baker ain't carrying AEW. You could have, like, it's cute and all. It's a nice feud. It gets, you, have a, you have a different feud. No, you have a feud. You want to finish it. I get it. But, like, don't like don't do that to your talent, no, man. No, no. There's one thing to, like, applaud someone when they're, like, when they're doing what Becky Lynch did, who was just finishing a segment on Air Pilot when, when she just... If it, happens, you know, if it happens to you during the segment, that's one thing. You feel like the show that's must go thing. on. You have to keep going. I get that. Totally. totally. Yeah, but to applaud someone who is sick or has the flu and you know this before the show and you're still going to let her wrestle... And you tweeting that out like that's a good thing, which Britt Baker's finisher involves sticking her hand in someone's mouth and basically just shoving like that's sick and she has the flu and you're gonna allow her to fucking wrestle. That's fucking disgusting. She could get her opponent fucking sick and that's spread throughout the fucking roster. Like I I, I get it, like you want to think? Oh. No, I know. I feel like you want to think. Oh, how tough! Like, oh, she's so tough. But no, you're gonna get your other talent sick. That's not being tough. That's being stupid. You need to stay at home and get well before you just out here fucking giving everyone the fucking flu, and then you end up with a fucking situation like TLC 2017 was when there was like multiple multiple fucking wrestlers getting sick, and they had to change up the fucking card the day the week up. Like, like, no, no, here's the thing with this, because the Brit Bia match, it happened, and the whole point of it was basically, like, this is a, a whole feud, but the whole point of it was just to build up to Brandy and Awesome Kong showing up. But you could you could have done that with anyone. Why did you have to have Britt Baker do the match? Why, you could have built, you could have, hey, newsflash, guys. You could have built up the match and you could have saved it for an episode of AEW Dynamite. <gasps> Maybe even main event with it. I don't under like Like no, because on AEW Dynamite, the women barely get any fucking time. Like yep. give give AEW Dynamite a high, like a high profile match. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it's high profile, but it's at least a feud. You could at least it's at least something built up. You can maybe like main event the first hour with it. You can maybe have it go for 15 minutes or so, but build it up on an AEW Dynamite where, unlike on the pre show, it'll actually be, you know, seen as important, as a big deal. 
why do you have to bring out Britt Baker, who has the flu, like just to wrestle on the pre-show? This is all for a pre-show match, Asia. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. And all just do- to have Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes come out and do their thing. Again, you could have done that with anyone. You could have replaced yeah. Britt Baker with... You re- okay, let me think. You could have replaced... No, I mean, you no. you have that whole roster. You could have replaced her with fucking Sadie Gibbs. You could have... Well, no, not with B Priestley. Um, you could have yeah. replaced her with Penelope Ford or fuck anyone. It's I don't get it. It's like, why tweet that out? Why tweet that out? And, and then I'll no, why it do it? Right. No, why do it? He deleted it. No, why do it in the first place? Why? Ha- why? Do they not care about the... I mean, I get they don't care about the women's division as it is. And eventually, we're going to have to start that fucking hashtag about give AEW women a chance. Eventually, we're going to have to have that conversation why the AEW women's division... Like, like, people spent today, as it is, talking about that still, the women's main event... And did a fucking 29 tweet thread on that shit, but they ain't saying nothing about the AEW women's division. They spent their, they spent this whole day, this whole seven months still talking about oh, that main, uh-huh. main event, but they barely saying anything about the AEW women's division. Because what's going on in the AEW women's division? Not a goddamn Not thing. Goddamn thing. Oh, but you have this great match between Rio and like and fucking uh, every- Rio on TV this week. Exactly. Okay then. <laughs> I don't care about Rio versus Emi Sakura. As good as those two are, if you don't give him a fucking story, if you don't give me a reason to care, why should I fucking care? You had you had Kenny Kentucky Omega out here fucking tweeting their statistics out, saying how many times they fucking wrestled. This motherfucker Kenny was the only one that gave a shit. No, 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 no. But, but yeah, he couldn't give a shit on TV and have, have them fucking cut promos and beat like what the fuck. Okay, I can tell you right now. I'm pretty sure Cody Rhodes has the fucking pencil. Let's be real. It's all, it's all of them, cause he's the, one, cause Kenny's the one that allowed fucking Rio to be champion because he loves the Joshi talent so much. That is true. All of them have a say. It's just they not giving a shit right now, cause they about to get jack off the fucking uh, MJL and Jericho and Cody and this bitch and that bitch, but not the AEW Women's Division. The AEW Women's Division is on fucking AEW dark. That's bad. How many how how many weeks? How many months do I have to fucking wait until this fucking AEW women's division get off the fucking ground? How many weeks before I have to fucking tweet out that we need to start talking about this fucking division? They can't even capitalize on fucking Becky Lynch and her tweet Could, towards them. Yeah, because she, she said I'm gonna I want to slap the head off of everyone in that AEW women's division. Her fucking feelings about the, like the raggedy hoe she is. Fucking Brandy, dude. Jesus Christ. She really had to, like, like, dude, Brandy should be happy. You got publicity for your AEW Women's Division. Congratulations! Do anything with it. Exactly. So we get to this match. This match it was, was good. Fun. It was, uh, from what I saw, it was decent. It was it good, was not good. It was fine. It was fine. But they had no chemistry, but they had moments in which it was like, okay, okay. But they had no chemistry. It was just dry. It was a it was a fine match, and I I said Bria Priestley should win, so that for she can go after Riho, 
to face her for the AEW Women's title, but apparently they had different plans. Britt Baker won, the Gold Flu won, and then after that, this is why I hated the fact that this match was on the pre-show, because then you had Austin Kong and Brandy Rose come out and um, basically cut Bria Priest's hair. So, I mean, so first of all, this must mean that um, Bea Priestley wanted to get her hair cut in the first place, so they, yeah. she just wanted a work reason for it. But here's another thing. I, I get, like, oh, like, Brandy's like a witch. She's like like this, like, voodoo sacrificing shit, so we cut we cut women's hair or, like, sacrifice them or whatever the fuck. But here's here's my thing. Why didn't you do that with the fucking women's title match on AEW, yeah. like, the actual show? Wouldn't that have been more impactful if you did it to Rio? Who the fans love and adore. And if you don't want to, if Rio doesn't want her haircut, just attack her. Just attack her. You'll get fucking heat. And let Brit, let Britt Baker and B Priestley do their fucking feud and let them fight it out because they have their own thing. Whereas I know Rhea and Emi Sakura have their own history. Emi Sakura trained Rio. They've faced off before. All that good stuff. But first of all, you haven't told us this story on AEW Dynamite. What the fuck are you doing? No, 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 and I'm secondly, sorry. the champion. If you attack the champion, when you're awesome fucking Kong, awesome Kong should not be mid-card. She should be main event. Especially when you have Brandy Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes would want to put herself in the fucking main event, right? Why did you do it on Rio? Doesn't make any sense to me. Anyways, go on. I'm sorry. But um, Bria Presley has had the worst two weeks of her career so far. Cause I don't feel sorry for that cunt. I mean, I don't feel sorry for her either. I mean, she lost the starting title to Mayu, who she and damn near fucking killed her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She slipped. She she slipped. It's the past fault. It's the, it's the past fault. We're blaming the fish. So, We're blaming the fish. She lost the title. Then she loses to the girl with the flu. And then she gets her haircut. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes also bring also Cody bringing up that she has the flu. Man, that's that's sad. You lost to someone with the goddamn flu. Brandon! We're just talking about Britt Baker versus Bea Priestley and how um, it was stupid for Cody to tweet that bullshit out with Britt Baker having the flu, getting her fucking talent sick, uh, B Priestley losing and just uh, failing all around, getting her hair cut, having a terrible two weeks. And why the fuck didn't Awesome Kong attack Riho on the fucking actual goddamn pay-per-view instead of on the fucking pre-show? How fucking stupid is this company? How you doing? Good, and it's not great. That's not great. Like, seriously, like, Britt Baker and B Priestley have their own feud. They hate each other. All this stuff. Like, B kicks Britt in the head and all that shit. And they have a really good promo package to build up to this match, by the way. Britt Baker actually cut a decent promo, and I will definitely give her credit. She actually cut a good promo. But then we get to the match, and it is what it is. It was fine. But, what? like, they're both fodder for just Awesome Kong and, and Brandy Rhodes. Apparently. Whereas with Rio and whereas with Rio and Emi Sakura, you didn't build up any story to that match. And if if you if Awesome Kong attacks Rio, the amount of heat that that'll get, because Rio is insanely over. I don't think you guys like if you guys don't watch AEW. I don't think you realize Rio is one of the most over fucking people on that company. 
Oh, she absolutely um, is. Like, she, she's like, she is the women's division at this point. Um, Asia, I cannot hear you, actually. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, she basically is that division. And wait, what's up? Yeah, okay. Um, Asia, if you want to exit and then maybe come back, find a way, that'd be awesome. Um, but like, like it's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, match was okay. It was what it was. Whatever. Um, but we'll move on from that because there was more things I wanted to talk about with. Because I want to do a real quick discussion of AEW. Uh, because Dole Gear was fucking terrible. Um, it had its highlights. Um, I will say, I'll get to the positive first. Even though at the time I wasn't a big fan of it, I watched back the main event between Mox and Omega. I'll be real. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking great. The only problem I had, it went way too fucking long. It damn near went 40 minutes. Asia, what's up? Uh-oh. I thought she she came back in. Oh, I, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay, yeah, but I was just going to say the main event with Moxie and Omega, like, at first, I was kind of like, because the show drained me at this point. Like, it was so bad. Like, the booking was so bad. And then we get to the main event. I just didn't care. But watching back, really good stuff. Um, Moxley is white fucking hot right now. Whether he stays that way remains to be seen. Um, he's probably the hottest act in the company. Um, at least up there. And Omega is Kenny Omega. He fucking killed it. He was fucking great. Um, just felt it went way too goddamn long. That's really the only thing. Now, where they go with this, I don't know. Where Kenny goes from this, I don't fucking know. Where the fuck does Kenny go from here? Who cares? I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Cody versus Jericho was goddamn horrible. <laughs> Just fuck that shit. And honestly, the rest of the show, I don't even want to talk about because the rest of the show sucked. Luchasaurus is back! And he finally... Got it. He finally gets to appear on AEW Dynamite and the roof blows off. He's the most over thing on the show. He tail whips three people at once. Um, I don't know if I showed you that thing of him talking about when he was on Big Brother. I don't know if anyone of you knew he was on Big Brother, but it was fucking awesome. Um, he's the best part of that company. And I hope I think I think maybe they're starting to know what they have in Luchasaurus, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, at least by the end of this, by the middle of 2020, he should be main eventer. If not, they have no goddamn clue what they're doing. Mm. No clue what they're doing. Mm. Which is no, which wouldn't be a surprise because it's Cody. But yeah, that's my AEW talk because I didn't really uh, with Dynamite. I can't really say much. I can't say whether it was good or bad because I didn't watch it. But yeah. Um, also, Brandon, I did plug our... Uh, what's up? Uh, yeah, yeah, just continue. I was just saying, Brandon, I did I did plug our uh, our podcast that we did earlier, but I'll, I'll plug it in just in case. Me and Brandon did a podcast yesterday. Um, did you post it? Because I didn't see you post it on Twitter. I um, posted it. I saw it. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, post it. Yeah, go check it out. Um, Pro Wrestling Eve is great. Um, and just us talking about wrestling. Really good stuff. Of Eve, I need to say something real quick. Um, a small uh-huh. thing. Oh, um, okay. okay. I don't know, Asia. I know she's a friend of yours. I'm not trying to 
drag her too much. Whoever it is, better not, or I'll kick you. Better not. It's not Asia. It's not Asia that I'm dragging. It's someone that she knows. What did I do? No, no. Okay, okay, okay. It's someone you know, apparently. Okay. Whoever, whoever it is that runs the city gives account. The city gives alliance account. Oh, she look at the same reason. She needs to fact check her sources. Like she needs to. Okay, so apparently. Um, she was talking about how there's no wrestling promotion that has anyone's best interest, especially minorities. And she had brought up, and she had brought up the whole George Miles thing. So I had said this is why I stand pro wrestling E because, well, po- their politics and the their views and the way they do things. So she had said, uh, I I wouldn't go that far because pro wrestling E hired a rapist, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. So I did some digging. the The woman who had po- who had like who had said uh, said all this, um, who had like made who had made this thing, uh, said it was an allegation. It nothing ever came oh. out. Uh, there was oh. there was no case. There was no case made for it. Like, you know, with you think with something like that big, they would have like law enforcement and promoters and everybody on this. No one was on it. And then I talked to Dan. What? I talked. Then I talked to Dan and Emily about it. The the, the, well, who, the who, what? Who's Dan and Emily? Dan and Emily, the read the owners of Prosegive. Uh huh. And they and the guy and the guy that was mentioned, uh, something uh, Wainwright Scott uh, Wainwright, I think is his name. Like he was the guy being accused. Dan and Emily don't even know the guy. Oh. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, so, who's the? Uh, do you know the name of the guy? I mean, I don't know what I'm talking, but like, like the guy in particular that they say is the rapist, like, uh, Scott uh, Wainwright. Scott. Okay. Okay. I'll, yeah, because um, I'll look into that. Okay. Um, and on and I talked to Dan. I asked Dan. I asked Dan and Emily, um, because she had posted a Reddit thread about this whole thing. Oh, um, okay. and. I asked Dan and Emily about it. Um, they said they didn't even know the guy. Um, they did say that um, uh, during a Riptide show, Will Osprey was there and they had and they had supported him. But Emily actually confirmed that she wasn't even there to support Will. She was there at the Riptide show, but it wasn't to support Will. It was there to support one of the girls that trained at Eve. So basically, in other words, I just literally debunked every single point about that freaking Reddit article. Like, and I'm not trying to drag your friend. I get she's your friend, but she needs to really... I mean, she ain't my friend. She's my mutual, but she does, like, tell me stuff that um, that does come true a bit. She does make some good points. She makes some good points, and she's like most people on Twitter. She makes some good points, and then she makes a couple bad points. And I mean, I don't know anything about this. Right. I don't know. I don't know anything about either, so I'll I'll keep my mouth shut on that, because I don't know anything about it. That's fine. I just thought exactly. I don't know anything about it, but I mean, I I get you love pro wrestling even all, but still, in my opinion, there's no good wrestling company when it comes to morals. When it like, because definitely, company, definitely, I will say, definitely of the major promotions, hell no. It does none. Period. Right. WB, um, hell no. AEW, hell no. Ring of Honor, God no. If they're not, if they're not, if they're not guilty of racism or homophobia, they're guilty of not being diverse. Like, there's none. None, in my opinion. 
that's fine. I'm just, this isn't necessarily a drag. This is just mm-hmm. me saying, well, if you're going to do something like that. Just your side back... and just having your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was going to say, just make sure you fact check. Fact check. Yeah. Your sources. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and it's, and the British wrestling scene alone, we could talk about how fucked up that is. And, and there's, again, like when it comes to him, like a certain wrestler that's been accused for like years now about being a predator or a pedophile or going after. And it still has not been confirmed. I don't even want to say who it well, is because. I think because, no, no, because like when it comes to why it hasn't quote unquote been confirmed, they said like the British wrestling scene has been covering that shit up when it comes to that wrestler. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I mean, I mean I again, again, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying we don't, I don't know. That's fine. There's a lot that there's a lot that have come out. But like you said, point is, in my opinion, fact check always, fact check. always, always, always. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. I mean? I I don't want to say innocent until proven guilty because I think that's such an overused fucking well, thing. Well, reason that. It's said that way is because you don't know. You don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Oh, pro wrestling, like all wrestling companies are evil, but I'm not going to say that they're all good. Like, I'm not going to say that there are any good ones because I don't know. We don't know what goes on back there. Sure. Because with some, with some, with some companies, it's like, do we break morals to get a certain talent? Do we break, like, it's, this is always being a business first. And hopefully, Eve is not like that. I but mean, like I said, yeah. from everything I've I've heard from the promoters and just my own basic deduction skills, right? They're in the clear. Yeah, I mean, and you know more about Eve than we do, so yeah. I mean, we'll go with that. Um, Again, we'll be Clifford. right. Yeah, and I and I love for us like Eve too because I'm I'm a casual I'm casual Clifford on that show. Oh, um, so, trust yeah. me, I'm going to turn you into hardcore Clifford before the years up, before. I'll always be casual Clifford compared to you. I know. Anyway, yeah. like I said, fact check. Let's move on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you guys? Can... Okay. I want to start yeah, with NXT, though. I want to start yes. with NXT. Yes. I want to start with NXT because there's been like a lot of shit that happened on NXT. Oh, dude. So, I want to get to the main event first. Okay. Going out of order. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Io Shirai, this is the first ever women's ladder match in WWE history, in like singles ladder match in WWE. So, me and Young, Io Shirai, they come out, and the match is kind of slow. It doesn't really get into like second gear until Mia Young, she's holding a ladder, okay? And Io Shirai, she does like the springboard drop kick, and the ladder just hits Mia's face and instantly, <laughs> like, like you know, like oh shit. I mean, I don't think it was as bad as the whole thing with uh, jo- uh, freaking. No, home. nothing, nothing will be as bad as Joy Mercury's one. Yeah. And and this like, Cliff even brought it up. This was like a day after like the one year anniversary of the Becky Lynch incident. Getting her nose busted open and all that shit. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was instantly I was like, oh shit, she better not have a concussion. 
she better not have a concussion because this would be bad timing going into war games. So right. they take it out the match for the first like two, three minutes, and EO is just basically stalling, getting up the ladder, and then be, and then eventually Mia comes back, and then the match like picks up, and um, eventually Dakota she comes out. We all thinking, okay, here we go. She about to go turn, but she don't. She actually tries to help um, Mia Yim get on the ladder and climb up until the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray, comes down, takes out Dakota, takes out Mia Yim, and Mia just takes a nasty bump crashing into a ladder. The sound it made. It just made, I was like, good lord. Mia is dead. I was like, and then you see me and him like two days later on SmackDown. I'm like, how in the fuck? I told y'all so. I told y'all so. I'm like, oh, girl, me and Jarvis. No no, 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 no. Now, if you want to praise someone like me and him for like going through a grueling ladder match and then appearing the next day and tweeting about that, if he if Triple H wanted to tweet that, that's fine. Not tweeting out someone on a fucking flu and then wrestling on the show. Cody. <laughs> fucking Cody. Britt's like, I had the flu, guys. Mia's like, I had my face busted open. I had my face busted, my, my something about my ribs, and I'm still wrestling two days later. On fucking I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're a baker. I'm not going to get everyone sick. Ooh. Which, I mean, if you guys have ever had a rib injury, it's as bad as Stephen Punk described it. You can't breathe. I mean, Bianca, Bianca Belair has a shifting rib condition, so imagine how bad yeah. it has to be for Bianca. Yeah. Which, by the way... It, it, pops, any, it pops in and out. And she has to, like, shift it back in. Is there any, like, cures or treatment for that? Or is it just, like, a thing? No. So, no. no I was there's like, no, there's <laughs> no cure. She would just have... She has to pop it back in by force. Oh. Yeah, the rest of her career. And she's doing it fucking flawlessly. That's yeah. a girl. Oh, oh, that's so, rough. Um, so, EO, she gets on the ladder. She wins. Um, EO, like Team Shayna, they now have the quote-unquote advantage for war games. And now the team is set. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai. So you want to talk about the actual match and the two performers involved? Because I do. Because I watched it um, later than you did, but I did. I will, I, will, I will agree. The first half of the match, it was not bad. It was just it not... Was it, it was, it's not what you expect a big ladder match to be. It, yeah, it, it barely felt like a ladder match. It was underwhelming, especially for Io Shirai's standards. I felt like she did nothing. Well, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Mia Yim, I'm going to go to Mia Yim singles, like, singularly. I feel like she carried the match. Not not even just in the end. I feel like she did more of the interesting stuff in the match. And then once... as Here's the thing. The ending matters more than any part of the match. And I feel like this match... As meh as it is in the beginning, I feel like that is going to be forgotten. And I feel like yeah. the last like the last five minutes are gonna be what this match is remembered for. And what it, Mia Yim again, like, like again. and Mia Yim was the star of this match. She outshined the quote unquote best women's wrestler on the planet. Yeah, she out 
Like, yeah, like EO was barely talked about. Like, like after Mia, that, it was mainly Kate, Mia, it was mainly Mia, Bailey, Bailey Ray, and Mia Yim talked about after that whole Mia match. Sold her, whole Mia, Mia Yim sold her fucking ass off. Like, it was like ridiculous. She took. All the fucking brunt, and then after the fuck, right, right after the match, he's just fucking smiling and kissing Keith Lee and all this stuff. They were chanting, they were like, they were gave, they gave me a standing ovation. And then we get to Io Shirai, and it's like you think of Io Shirai in a ladder match, it's like, oh shit, she barely did anything. Well, I told you though, I to- I didn't want to say it, but I told you the night of, I felt like. She barely did anything in that match besides that one that one spot when she lands on the ladder and her leg pretty much went like and I now was you like, could, oh shit, now you could that. say you now you could say that oh well I guess Io Shirai being a heel she's not gonna do as much spectacular maneuvers and shit but you would think yes. at least she would tell a story or make the match interesting. She didn't really do that. Like, it was just kind of dragging when she was on offense. Yeah. And she just, yeah, just kind of and yeah. She didn't really feel feel like a vicious heel in that match because you would think like Io Shirai, she's going crazy. She would take a ladder and just be like all vicious, all sadistic. She didn't really do nothing of that sort until like maybe the end. Right. And really, I mean, again, I mean, the most vicious thing done in this match was done by someone who wasn't even in the match, and that was Kaylee Ray. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry, but and then people were wondering about my tweet I said a couple of weeks ago when I said I haven't been impressed by a fucking a certain female in NXT for who cracked a month the, now. Who cracked the code, by the way. You did. Because like, I put I'm two stars. I'm waiting for EO to do something big in her heel run, and she just hasn't yet. The biggest thing she, she did so was her hard. match with Candice. The biggest thing was her match with Candice. That was it. That was exactly. the biggest thing. Since Toronto, but since Toron- I haven't seen any, I haven't seen anything. Because we went, we went out of Toronto like, just fucking like amazed by Io Shirai. We were like, okay, Io Shirai is now going to be a star. Io Shirai is now arrived. All this stuff, and it's like, eh. she's fine. Like she's there. She's good. What? What is? No, 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 no. Can anyone tell me? I get Io's a heel. But even as a heel, what is her character? Ooh, the dreaded C-word. Can anyone tell me? The dreaded C-word. What is it? Anyone. Crickets. Anyone. What's her motivation? Not the C-word I was thinking of, but yeah, crickets. What's her motivation? What's her, what, like... Like, I get, I get why she turned heel. I get why she did what she did to Candace. But what is her character? How does she feel about teaming with Shayna? How did like what? What is she like? Does she want to get back on top? Like I don't. Lately, Io Shirai has just been there just to scream and she wrestle. Peaked. Her heel turn has peaked. Her effort. If, if your highlight. Of since of being since Brooklyn was having an entrance done by Poppy, like I don't know, like how much are you? Really like, and that and now to be fair, that Poppy entrance was awesome. 
Although the flashing yeah, lights still the heel inside the ring, I feel like she's sort of still performing as a face because she still want to do. She is, and the fans though. still love her as a face. Like, now I would be hypocritical to say that, even though I'm a fan of the Fiend and he's technically a heel and gets cheered, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> but like, you know, but that's me, okay. <laughs> But, like, yeah, like, she doesn't really get, I guess, every once in a while I see her kind of healing it up. She kind of, like, toys with her opponent, but, like, she doesn't, I feel like she doesn't commit to it. Yeah, like, it's even, like, like, she just gets on her opponent and just, like, and I'm, like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, um, what? Like, she just get like, she just on top of her opponent and like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, like, when it comes to talking about EO, it's just, like, I want to go 100% in with her, but it's like certain things right now is just not friends with me. Like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't even have to bring that up. I'm, but that is a big fucking deal. That is a problem. Like, shit. But yeah, I mean, Mia Yim stole the show here, and I mean, she and she got to make up. She got to make up for, you know. What people thought was a shitty performance of her yeah, at no, Toronto, but because because everyone mainly blamed her for why that Toronto match flopped, for why Dude. that match did not. I have like, three. Words. I have three words. Shayna was hurt. No, not even that. The match was booked strange because you had Mia Yim going into that match. The crowd didn't care for her for number one, so you already had the crowd. Not even giving a fuck shit about the match. Yeah. So, and then number two, yeah, which, had Mia Yim. I would say that you can, I guess, sort of blame Mia Yim. I mean, I mean, I guess, but because they did build up that match, so if they don't give a fuck, that that. Right, is- but even then, even then, the crowd didn't sort of care about Bianca when she came out at Phoenix, and then they at the end of the match. She won them over towards the end. She exactly. won over towards the end, and why is that? Because the match was booked different from how it was with Mia, where Mia she was quote unquote cheating and trying to outdo Shayna in her own shit, and the crowd was like, "Fuck off!" Okay. What, what, like, what did I always say? The the big baby face Shayna Baszler overcoming the odds. Yeah. Big baby yeah. face Shayna. What the fuck? Like, why are you why are you cheating? You basically took out her ponies. You take you took out her clutch. So you shouldn't so now it should be one on one. Why are you cheating? Why are you pulling her and hair? You why are you, I, I get it. And then you lose. Like I get it in the grand scheme of things, but like she's finally giving Shayna her comeuppance, but at the same like, time when you're when what? you when you don't even know who Miriam is and you're just watching this match as a match. Because like, uh, because let's be real, some people only watch the takeovers. Exactly, exactly. So if you don't if you don't even know this few, if you don't know what's going on, and you're just watching this match, seeing me and Yim cheating, you like, did they just do a double ton? Did is this <laughs> turning heel? What the fuck? And then me and Yim loses, and it's like the match never got it never got a second gear. It was sloppy, like no, like in the crowd. Got to Mia after she did the whole avalanche code, you know, and by that time the she tapped out clean. That was right. Yeah, the like the next minute, the like the next minute, the match is just done. Shayna wins clean. I was like, and I was like, you were you motherfuckers just had to do this to us, huh? And I was, I remember you and Javelle was 
really upset about that and you were upset like about everything that happened. I'm like, give it time. Because we were mad. We were not mad. We were just kind of sad, like disappointed. Yeah. Like, like it'd be one thing if you lose, if like if you have a great performance, but you lose to Shayna. Like Bianca. Like, it'd be, Bianca. like Bianca, like Kyrie, like EO, but then Mia, it was like she got done dirty because the match was booked shitty. And then um the, the performance, the performances between both of them two was just mad. And then yeah. And then the crowd didn't care, and then she lost clean. And ever since since then, on Twitter, people have been shitting on Mia Yim. Yeah, shitting. Like she has, like, like she has been, like, like seen as boring as nothing. Like when, when it, when Mia Yim was like uh, revealed as the person like to be part of the team, people were pissed. They were like, it should have been Dakota. Mia Yim's boring. Fuck this shit. I'm just like, but. That match do, do did people, so much damage to her. Do, do people realize why it went to um, Mia Yim in storyline-wise over Dakota Kai when Mia Yim still has beef with Shayna Baszler the next week? And, and Shayna Baszler and, attacked and Asia, Mia Yim Asia, and Mia Yim Asia, have been Asia, trying Asia, to go after Asia, Shayna? Asia, who is on that team with Shayna Baszler? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Like you got some like me and Young, she lost the El Shirai a couple of weeks ago, and that was the last time you saw her. Bianca Bella, she beat Bianca twice and gave Bianca Bella her first pinfall loss in NXT. She has beef with Shayna Baszler. It makes storyline sense. And with Dakota Kai, they're playing up the story that Dakota Kai is the weak link in the NXT Women's Division. They're basically, playing up she the has- Dakota Kai is hit rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. So is she gonna start hitting the sauce like Kenny? Uh, is she I gonna mean, be on the coke? I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think she has the charisma to pull it off. But hey, and you know how big of how big of a rock bottom Dakota Kai is hitting to the point in which she's not even gonna be on Takeover. War game. She just came back. She just came back. And, yeah, pe- yeah. and people thought she was gonna be the next contender for Shayna. <laughs> I told y'all she was not when they. When they were officially pushing Rhea, I was like, there's no way at this point now. There's no way. I mean, before they were, we did think that it was going to be Dakota because, like, who else? We thought that was it. But then she, but then Rhea, she fully moved over and then she beat Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's no chance now. There's no chance. You know what? Just in case we don't like, because remember, TakeOver is this Saturday, right? Next Saturday. Well, well, well yeah, yeah. Well, next. So, in a, like, in less than a week, right? Yeah. 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 So, should we do predictions now? I mean, we only got like three matches on the court, so yeah, I guess. Like, what else? Well, I mean, what else? You, okay, first of all, do you think any matches are going to be added? And if so, what match do you think will be? Added? If there is a match added, they might do a triple threat between Killian Dane, um, Pete Dunne, and Damian Priest. Yeah. And if that's the case, I pick Damian Priest to win. Because he's the guy you got to push right now. Right. I yeah. agree with that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I think Team, yeah. team Rhea Ripley, they won. Because, like, Rhea Ripley, she's yes. on a run right now. Um, she's over. I, I, say, I mostly say that because the title is not on the line. So, yeah. Of team course, Rhea. the title is not on the line. But, you, like, you're pushing her. 
to potentially be the one to take that belt off Baszler, and you have to like have her. Not only that, she has to be the one to like either she's gonna pin Bianca or Shayna, and I think she's gonna pin Shayna, and so that's how you firmly assert that she's gonna be the next one to face Shayna and take the belt off of her. Because, yeah. like, I made a case for why Bianca Belair should have won, why Mia Yim should have won, and now I see Rhea Ripley should be the one. And if, and if you want us, if you belt. want us, to, and if you want us to believe in any way, shape, or form that Rhea has a chance, have Rhea win here. Yeah, have, have Rhea, have Rhea you, straight up pin her. How do you have? Um, how do you stop an unstoppable, unstoppable dominant force like Shayna Baszler? You don't. You, stop that? you don't. No, <laughs> you, do. don't. you do. No, you don't. You do. Shayna. You do. I refuse. With another stop. How did how did Asta get stopped? With her undefeated nepotism. Nepotism. In, in, another in, dominant force. No, nepotism. Came in. No dominant. <laughs> Take away the nepotism. Charlotte Flair was dominant for five plus years. And Oscar came into that at WrestleMania 34. That's how you stop it with another dominant force. And yeah, you can say Rhea Ripley is not dominant as Shayna Baszler, which is true, but no. she was dominant in NXT UK. She became the first ever UK woman's champion. And, 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 and NXT UK is NXT's uh, ugly stepchild. Yeah. Can, can, you make me, can you let me finish my point? Fine, I'll let you finish. Rhea Ripley, she's coming in immediately getting in Shayna's face, immediately being Bianca Belair, and it's just, like, she just feels like a big threat. Out of any opponent Shayna has faced in this title reign that she has had almost for 400 days at this point, Rhea Ripley actually feel like the biggest threat she can come across. Like, Bianca Belair, you could say she was inexperienced and she wasn't ready. Io Shirai, she was just thinking on the motion. You had Kai Sane, she was just like numbers game. Mia Yelm saw what happened. Ken Ray, there was no chance. Like Rhea Ripley, she actually like she has it all. Like I can't find no flaw, like no flaw in she, which why she should not she's be. She's so good. Rhea is big. Nothing. And Rhea. she's young. And Rhea. if she does beat Shayna, she'll be the first ever female to hold not the NXT UK Women's Championship yeah. and the, yeah. NXT U, the NXT Women's Championship. It's true. She'll be the first female to do it. Rhea, Rhea is young. She's and big. And Rhea Ripley is actually believable to actually do it, to beat Shayna, to end this reign of terror. She's actually believable. Yes, I can never believe doing it. Dakota, know, Dakota, I, Dakota with her finisher. Out here, still believing that shit. Like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. A bum leg. A bum leg. A shitty finisher. A shitty finisher. And like, huh? When she just tapped the Shayna clean not too long, like a week ago, clean as a sheet on TV, and y'all still think she's gonna do it? She comes back looking more like a jobber somehow than before, dyeing her hair and with that awful gear. Ryan, like, like, Rhea Ripley is. You know what's pathetic when she uses my real name, my government name. Yeah, because that's how serious this is. Yes, Rhea Ripley. She's big. She's tall. She she's young. She's mean, and she drops takes people at mosh pits. 
Yes. Also, also, yeah. No, 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 no. This how serious Rhea Ripley is that big in NXT. Um, and yeah, in NXT and how big like she is. She is Oclips. EO and Bianca, who has been in NXT longer than her at the moment. And she's more likely going to be the NXT women's team captain team for Survivor Series. I think it's going to be her. Everything you that's said how, was 100% correct. Yeah, and I know money on Shayna. Yeah, I know money on Shayna, but we, I see, I see, it, I see it being her. I see it being her. And if it's not her, well, you can expect Shayna to beat Oscar's five hundred and twenty-three day reign as NXT Women's Champion because all she needs is like three more months with that belt, and if she can somehow get the real. She's beating that record. Here's the thing. I, I somewhat half jokingly always will predict Shayna to win, but I definitely see I definitely see Rhea. Like if anyone can do it, I do believe Rhea, and I I believe Rhea should be the one. I believe like Rhea is a very believable option to be the one, and she can yeah. ki- and how well she's performed on the main roster alone, she has exactly. been killing it. People, here's the thing with casual audience, I've seen it with like I've seen it. People watch Raw and SmackDown who haven't watched NXT. I've seen the reactions to Rhea Ripley, and they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, she has that presence, has that, like, when people see Rhea Ripley, it's like, people take notice. People take notice yeah. of her. She stands out more so than anyone else, more than Tegan, more than Dakota, for sure, more than me, and all of them. She was the only female in the NXT women's group on SmackDown that felt like a big star that can And she's 23! Yeah! What the fuck? And she's this... And she's already the biggest... Like, one of the biggest stars in NXT, and really, like, not not counting NXT UK, she's become this big of a star in the span of, what, like two months? Yeah. I mean, she was already kind of a star, but she's become a bigger star now, and it's like... It's absurd. Crazy. Because you guys the money on Shayna. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything I say, it does not matter. I am because yeah, I said this thing because I literally said this exact same shit about Bianca Belair, who should have been the fucking one to do it. She had every goddamn thing that it fucking took to be her. She had the look. She maybe she didn't have the experience, but neither does Rhea Ripley. Neither does Rhea Ripley. Actually, Rhea does. She's a little bit more, but not that much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Sure, she, hasn't sure. been, she hasn't been wrestling for like 10, 15 years. She's fairly new at this. And like, it's Shayna fucking Baszler. She is the most dominant yeah. fucking champion we have had. More yeah. so than even Asuka, because I feel like Asuka, the competition was not nearly as fucking strong yeah. as it is with Shayna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With 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 Oscar, you had the likes of like there was only. Let's be real, Asia. There was Asia. Let's be real. There was only one believable option to beat her. Ember Moon. It was Ember, and that was Ember. She's the only fucking one. Now, now when it comes to Shayna, the her reign has been so polarizing that you have Bianca Belair, you have Io Shirai, um, you have have, um, Kyrie Sane. I mean, Kyrie, who eventually did do it, but it couldn't beat her ever. Yeah. You have so many women that are, can potentially take that belt off her and are believable to do it. That, but, and then, because another thing, her reign started off with her cheating, and then now it has turned around to her beating them clean. 
Which... And now I am enjoying. I'm actually enjoying her. Me too. Her I fucking love it. And that's the crazy thing too. You guys went through the entire emotional range. We we did a three six. We we did a three sixty, brother. It's crazy. Because you were and not a one and not and not and no and not a one date. Well, no, we did like a. Yeah, 720, because I came in with Shayna Baszler being like, uh, she's one of the ponies. She's probably going to get pushed, whatever. I mean, they're just going to push her because she's Ronda's friend. And then I end up liking her. And then her title ring comes in, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired of her. And now I fucking like her again. It's fucking weird. And I, you know what? I'm going to stick with liking her. Because unlike with Charlotte, I tried at one point, because there was one point where Charlotte was having great match after great match after great match. And I'm like, I can't really hate someone who's having this many great matches. But my God, has Charlotte fallen the fuck off this year? She has oh, yeah, fallen yeah. from grace. Shayna Baszler has not done that yet. She has had some yeah. disappointing matches. I will say there have been some matches sure, where sure. it's been hit or miss. But Shayna Baszler is when we when we look at matches where she gets the crowd involved. When it comes to being a consistent heel, when it comes to telling a story, she has always, always yeah. there. She's always yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. She's so she, good. You see how she's coming across on the main roster against Becky and Bailey. She's like, coming across wow. as a star. And you, I, well, here's the thing. Do you still think she's going to flop on the main roster? Because I know you thought she was going to flop. I think timing-wise, kind of, if they put her, like, I think once she gets you're wait, the main you're waiting, roster, You're waiting for that Charlotte match. No, no, it's not even that. I think by the time she gets back to the when she gets called up to the main roster, that's when Ronda's gonna come back and they're gonna instantly put Shayna to with Ronda and they're gonna have Shayna be the one taking the L's for Ronda. Which that would be which that would be literally tragic. But I can see it happening. That's how I see it. Like in order for Becky to get back to Ronda, she has to go through Shayna and tap out Shayna clean and all that shit. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like sad. I see it, being like the female version of Samoa Joe, if in the, if that makes sense. And that's not good. Oh, and I that's love Joe, good. but that's not good. Like I could be wrong because I've been wrong. I hope so I hope so, but you but you usually I will say hey, real you're usually right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I I hope that's not the case because Shayna. I mean, first of all, like, I want Shayna to turn... I, I've i been saying this for years. I want Shayna to turn on Ronda and fucking beat her in a feud. Like, that's what I... Because I, mean, I want... Because I, I, I you, you, you have the story. You have the story right there. Shayna wants to step out of Ronda's shadow. She was in her shadow yeah. in the in, in MMA, yeah. Yeah. and she's in her what shadow in wrestling. Say? What did she say? She I'm said, not I'm Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. It's right, it's right fucking there. It's right there. Unless if Ronda doesn't want to put her fucking friend over, which in that case, what a great friend she is. I mean, she's not gonna put up with Becky Lynch. What makes you think she's gonna put? Like, if she's not gonna go, no, no, no. She Lynch. quote unquote put over Becky. I'm sorry, a fuck a finish like that is not putting over someone, especially when she like botches a, it. A fluke, a fluke, fucking winning. A fluke botched win. God, Ronda's awful. Fucking hate her. But yeah, um, yeah. That, that's it. And I think, yeah, Team Rhea Ripley should win. Now, you get to the other War Games match, which we don't even know who's going to be joining Team Champa because you have... Oh, um, yeah. You have Champa, Keith Lee, Dijak, and then you was going to have Matt Riddle, but he dropped out because he wanted to face Finn Balor. So, you have... Mystery partner time. Team Ciampa. 
So who we think gonna join Champa's team? CM Punk. See no, no. <laughs> so let me think. So first of all, let's narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you guys: uh, Do you think it's either gonna be an NXT wrestler right now or a former NXT wrestler from the main roster? NXT. NXT wrestler right now, obviously. NXT, NXT wrestler right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, who? So who's not on the show? Um, do you? Th- okay, first of all, I doubt Velveteen Dream will be cleared by the time that match happens. No, no. So it can't is, be Dream. Is no. Jonathan doing anything? Is who? Jo- Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan who? of the wrestling. Oh fuck! Jonathan. Well, he's injured. He got injured. He he's, injured. he's not going to be on Takeover because he was going to remember he was going to face Finn Balor. Right. And then he got hurt his neck. Right. No Nick. Yeah. So Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Grapples is not going to be in the match. Um, let me think here. I don't think of anyone else. I actually uh, got a name. I actually got a name. Cameron. No. Well, no, no. We were thinking Babyface. So it can't be Cameron Grimes. I actually got a name, and oh? he was just on NXT, and he actually. So, our Swerve. boy, our boy, Swerve, Swerve. Swerve. Yeah. Swerve, 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 swerve. Oh, and you don't know. No, no, no. Did you see his tweet? Um, basically saying, Hey, I have experience in cage matches. Let me in. And and he showed the CZW days. He's a perfect fit for this. And we all know every time that this man shares a ring with someone, and it becomes his ring. He's he has stolen the show every fucking match he's been, whether on 205 Live or NXT. He is the fucking show stealer. He is that fucking guy. And I cannot wait till they act like he's in the same spot that Keith Lee was in like about a year, year and a half ago, where it's like they're not giving him much, but the little that they give him, he's knocking it out of the park every fucking time. I cannot wait. If he does get this match, watch Swerve be the main fucking star of this of this match. Watch him be the show stopper, the show stealer of the match. Well, no, because Keith Lee's in it. Never mind. Fuck, forgot. And it makes sense too because didn't Unspeakable Era get involved in one of his matches he had with um, Roger Strong yeah. a couple of yeah. weeks ago? Yeah. House win. That's true. So you got, that you got that. You got that. That's enough for him. That's enough. I mean, who else could it be? Regardless, regardless, I, mean, I think I think Unspeakable Era is going to win that side of War Games. Oh, God. I just thought, I just thought of a real disappointing thing. What? what if that triple th- what if that triple threat you mentioned of Killian Dane, Pete Dunn, and um Punishment Mart- uh, uh Damian Priest doesn't happen and it turns out the the fucking fifth man is Pete Dunn. I mean I'll roll I my eyes so fucking hard. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because again, like He has history Pete with Dunn, them, he has, yeah. He has history with them too, so you never know. Especially especially Roddy. Yeah. So yeah, either way, I see Undisputed Era winning that match, and for Finn Balor, Matt Little, Finn Balor. Oh, oh, um, do you think the Cruiserweight title is going to be defended on this show? Uh, yes, would... because there was a controversial finish going into that, um, mm. coming out of that EO, yes. um, Leo Rush and Angel Gaza. Like, oh my God, I want to see that on Takeover. Match. I want to Angel Garza, oh, Brandon, Brandon. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw, it, but Angel Garza literally pulled a bandito. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, oh. 
that match, my lord. Fucking beautiful. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes flippy shit, if done right, can be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was flippy shit done right. I mean, well, and... well, that's the thing because they're so goddamn athletic, and Leo Rush is like the quickest fucking guy ever. I mean, they were just going fast off the bat, like the bell rings, and they just going. I'm like, I couldn't even blink for point three two seconds because they were just like good, like goddamn. And here's and as much as I do shit on Ricochet, sometimes I do want to see him face Leo Rush again. At one point, we did. We we did sort of see it, but that was when Leo Rush was like a manager and he wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. But like, so, God, that that match would be something else. The finish was um, controversial. Because yes, yes, Angel Garza, he had his foot on the rope, but the ref didn't see it. But they, us, he counted the pin. Pulled a so CM Punk like, John Cena SummerSlam 2011. Yep, yep. So, and but yeah, Leo Rush, he retained. So that's enough for Angel Garza to be like, um, you didn't beat me because I had my foot on the rope. You didn't beat I, me. Rips pants off in anger. Dude, I swear, wrestling refs are just the worst. They're fragile AF, and it, t- it takes yes. one especially thing to knock them down. This, and especially this year. And like, and apparently, you had the WrestleMania finish. And you apparently, had that one period in, like, Money in the Bank this Money year. In the bank, fucking Money in the Bank, the refs were on drugs. Like, what the fuck? And apparently, refs are blind now. <laughs> I mean, wait, what do you mean now? They've always been blind. For once, I no, no, one time, no, I sort of got, I saw this, um, okay, so we all remember Victory Road 2009 with that awful fucking Jenna versus Charmel match. Yeah. Well, there was another awful match, including, that had, I believe, no, no, it was, um, it was Beer Money versus, I believe, it wasn't Team 3D, it was Booker T and Scott Steiner. And Scott Steiner threw powder into someone's eyes and apparently like it was supposed to hit the ref's eyes but the ref was like way far away and like five seconds later you see the ref just drop down on his knees and he's blind (laughs) and it's like and and, and honestly that whole fucking match was like oh my god i don't don't want to do it but like refs suck (laughs) well except for drake wartz drake wartz is the best referee drake wartz and of course rick knox the legend Mm mm-hmm which I never understood why John Ashton shit on Rick Knox during which underground matches. I never fucking got it. <laughs> why y'all gotta be mean to my boy Rick Knox? <laughs> but anywho, um, so yeah, yeah uh, so we all predicted. Well, me and Asia predicted it'll be Swerve. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's either Swerve or ball hit or ball headed pocket bottle Shawn Michaels, but you know, we can only. I mean, like, one can in our fantasies, man. In our fantasies, man. I mean, we know who. It, I mean, I mean, Brandon. We know who who really attacked um, uh, Rhea and Tegan. We know who really attacked her. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's right. another big thing. So throughout the whole episode of NXT, you had um, a lot of NXT women getting attacked. Oh, yeah. And at first, everyone was like, "Okay, this is probably Dakota because Rhea and Tegan they got both got the both got yeah. attacked." I mean, I even messaged you. I'm like, was, hey, who attacked her? It was Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it could be Dakota. But then I heard, like, Sasha and Bailey, they went on a European tour as of that day. I was like, hmm. And then you see later on, the ponies and Candace got attacked on the outside. And 
um, you see a Scarbadell appearance and you see someone else like that one guy that looks like Vera Ripley. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, there's, there's from the from guy, that fucking like, battle royal. Yeah. Yes. They, like, see them, they make an appearance. But this is my yeah, brutality. Like, three women on both sides of Team Shayna and Team Rhea Ripley were getting attacked. So I was like, there's no way at this point it's Dakota Kai. It has to be someone from Raw or SmackDown. So then you get to the closing shot of you have Bianca, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai on the ladder, and you see Shayna Baszler. She comes out. She's smiling. She's like, yeah, we got this in the back. Out comes Bailey. Hit Shayna with the chair. Rose plant her on the title and just runs away as Bianca's just chasing her down. Yeah. So Bailey took out six women throughout the whole episode of NXT by herself. No Sasha Banks, mind you. By herself, she did this on her own. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was kind of foolish to think that Dakota Kai would take all those people out by herself. Exactly. Like, I'm like, there's no way at this point it's Dakota. I mean, she could take out Rhea Tegan alone. She can't. But... She can't. She can't take out a fly. Like, come on. Like, the bitch is a weak link, and y'all think she had an actual chance to take out six women when she couldn't even take out Shayna. My God. If we're going by power, yeah. but, if we're going by power scheme, Dakota is mountain. Le- Dakota is like mountain level. Uh, Shayna and everybody else is like galactic level. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the point of the moral of the story is don't take your eye off Bailey. Stop overshadowing or downplaying how big Bailey can be because you never know. Bailey can walk out with the win next Sunday. And I and am predicting Bailey's gonna win the match. I'm gonna wait. And see what happens next week. Because I might, I think she's winning, but I gotta see what happens next week before I say my prediction. Because everyone laughed at me. Everyone laughed at me for thinking that Bailey had a fucking chance. But literally, they're setting it like Shayna has attacked Bailey like numerous times because she doesn't see her as a threat, but she she's buying her time with Becky. She she interrupted her and she she studied her. She stared at her dad because she takes her seriously. She does not take yep. Bailey seriously. Be- and and, be- and, whether, and whether Becky and, and, and maybe Becky and Shayna want to say, oh, we'll keep an eye on Bailey. But no, a one eye is not yeah. going to be enough. One eye is not enough. Because one eye yeah. didn't help Shayna from when she got her ass kicked on NXT. And when Bail- when Becky got her ass kicked on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Which, speaking After of which... Match, yeah. You want to get to Raw? Tate Raw, Tate yeah. Raw, and basically it was kind of mid. The only big parts of it was that Becky and Charlotte had to team up this week against the Kabuki Warriors for the tag titles because Natalia, she was dealing with family obligations, so that's why she wasn't there. It was good so, stuff. It was good stuff. Decent match. You know, uh, Charlotte, uh, she's like... Mm-hmm. I feel like Charlotte, she needs to go take a break because she has just, she's just not been... She's just nothing. She's been mid. That natural selection still, was one of the worst things I've ever stale. seen. There was, the match right where Kyrie, there was one part of the match where Kyrie was chopping her tits and Charlotte was literally no-selling. That was kind of fun. Um, that was funny, but other than that, I feel like she's just stale. She's bored. She's just uninterested, and she just... I don't know. Like, okay, so I would have never thought this was happened to, um, like, I just don't know. Like, Bad. something just happened. But to Charlotte, and let's I think be she just real. Take a break. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, but let's be real. There was only one real big thing that happened on Raw. What? The main the the main event segment. No, no, not the main event segment, but the big segment. The oh, I thought you were promo. gonna say Imperium. Oh, I thought you were gonna say um Imperium. Imperial was awesome. I love Imperial. I love Walter. He's my boy. Mm-hmm. But people weren't talking about yeah. that. The Lana promo. Oh, can boy. we not? Can we just? Can we not? The storyline is just fucking horrendous. Oh, actually, speaking uh-huh. of speaking of Cliff, just to kind of uh, let you know, uh, Lana is actually going to be a big part of the fanfic I'm writing. Oh. Oh, with Becky and Lordy Mateo. Yes. I enjoyed the second chapter. I still got to read the rest of it. Uh, do you want to show me when it's all done? Because I want to read it like just like the whole thing. Yeah, I can do that. But yeah, yeah. I am going, or maybe I am after going... like every five chapters or so, you can show me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm, um, I'm going I'm, I hope Lana. I hope, hope Lana is featured in only a way where she gets tortured or brutally attacked by both. I'll let you know. Okay, I'm I'm scared. Uh, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's what Don't they all say. Uh, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, that happened. That sucked. Um, at first, yeah. it was so bad, it's good, but it, it just, it's now just bad. It's just bad now because Lana yeah. cannot fucking cut a promo. She used to be able to. She used to be able to cut great rambling. promos. Rambling long. And I'm like, and, get to the point. And another fucking thing. After all these fucking years of trying to fucking transition herself. From the ravishing Russian to regular ho ass Lana, she still cannot keep a consistent fucking accent after all this time. She still talks in and out of her fucking accent. That's what dick makes you do. I, what kind of dick does Rusev have? <laughs> As I was to say, is that a confirmed thing? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's what I mean. She was, I mean, Lana sucks. She was sleeping with The Rock. Polly's sleeping with Enzo. Now she's sleeping with Bobby Lashley. Apparently, she's she was pregnant, but then she's not pregnant by Rusev. Who fucking knows at this point? Which, hey, which, hey, I mean, if you want to sleep around, hey, you do you, man. I mean, hey, what up? I mean, when you're married, I mean, maybe not when you're, I mean, maybe not when you're married, but hey, you know what? But if you want to sleep around, sleep for the bag. Like, get, like, you downgraded from Rusev to Bobby Lashley. Sick. I mean, she never slept with Enzo. To be fair, she never slept with Enzo. She was just She slept around. with The Rock, and then nothing came out of that. Like, I mean, you didn't even get, like, like you were supposed to get a push if you were going to sleep with The Rock, sis. You would think, oh. right? Damn. You would think. I guess if that's the case, then John Cena's better than The Rock. Because Nikki Bella got a push, and Lana did. I mean, Nikki Bella has talent, but I mean... I yeah. mean, yeah. So, going to SmackDown, really. Yeah. The whole, sh- the whole show was a drag until we got to the women. Got <laughs> Isn't that every so show, though? Really, yeah. <laughs> because men's, men wrestling suck. And, you know, it's just a boy. It's a men's wrestling sucks except for Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and The Fiend. That's it's it. Much, uh, well, the, the first two. Yes. Which, yeah, yes, you, all three, yes. Which, yeah. have you ever wanted a reason why I watch all women's wrestling? That's the biggest reason why. There you go. So you had, there you go. So you had Nikki Cross, who was, um, she had to face Bailey, and if she could beat Bailey, she could join Sasha's team, which 
spoiler alert, she actually is on Sasha's team now. Yep. But then the match never started, or it did start, but it never had a concluded finish because Shayna Baszler came out and immediately wanted revenge for what Bailey did. And then um, she, um, but she never got that revenge because, I mean, no, 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 she ran, Bailey ran away, but then you see Rhea, Mia, Dakota, and Tegan in the barricade, like just cornering Bailey. Getting her back in, but then you see Sasha who shoves Shayna in the ring, and then you see like everyone's fighting, and then um, basically it turns into a four on four women's like NXT women versus um, SmackDown women Sasha, Carmella, Dana, and I think Nikki Cross versus uh, all the NXT women, and you have Sasha and Rhea Ripley, and oh my. God. Oh my God! Thirty seconds is thirty always... seconds of greatness that I want in my life and in my vagina right now. I I just I I want to I want to fuck these thirty seconds. Like for like thirty that, minutes. That was the best thirty seconds of my life. Thirty Sasha seconds. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. Like that's it. Like. Can I have that on NXT next week or on SmackDown next week, please? It's like please. James. It's, it, that's like James having sex, but it's actually good. My God, Sasha dude! Banks and I know. Ripley. I know Sasha Banks has chemistry with everyone she faces, but there was something special about this. Like my God, I want an I I want a sixty minute Iron Woman match between these two. <laughs> Like, Sixty. Like, wow. I never like the fuck. No, I want to. I want the old school territory days. I want to. I want an eleven hour match with between them. My God! Like what? <laughs> with rounds this, in between. This, no, no. This is just Rhea Ripley, mind you. Like, imagine how it's gonna be when she faces like Bianca Belair and Shayna. Like my God, Sasha Banks is a walking, living dream match. She is the goat. Speaking she is the best match. at what she. Yes, let's talk about it. Yeah, Tessa Blanchett saying that she wanted to face Mercedes KV. Sasha Banks on Twitter. No, she just said Mercedes KV. Well, I'm just saying Sasha Banks too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The question is, does Mercedes KV want to face Sasha Banks? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Four out of ten, sir. The two big matches, El Generico versus Sami Zayn and Mercedes. Shut Katie the fuck up. <laughs> no, tag match. The point is Sasha Banks is a it's the standard that Sasha Banks is a dream match in herself and that if your fave does not want to face Sasha Banks, I don't know what's going on with your fave. Triple threat, El Generico, Sami Zayn, Big Larry. Let's go. <clears throat> And so you accomplished many things coming into this one segment because you had Shayna who wants to get revenge on Bailey, but she couldn't because the SmackDown women were ready. You had the uh, NXT woman, um, the continuity of Bailey attacking the NXT woman um, on Wednesday, so thus they wanted Bailey too. And then you had the SmackDown woman being ready and Sasha Banks being a good team captain. And you have the story of Nikki Cross who wants to be on the team. And then she got the win, thus her now being on the team. And then you have the story of Dakota still being a weak link because she took the L. So you 
you achieve so much in a a um segment and a match on SmackDown. So much in that um like 10, 18 minutes of time. In other words, Sasha Banks is the greatest of all time, aka the GOAT, aka Daniela Bryan, aka the boss. Imagine not staying Sasha Banks. Yes, Dan me. yes, I said Daniela Bryan. Yes, I know. Hey, you thought my joke was bad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was. But mine was worse. She's gonna have to Let's carry. move on. She's going to have to carry that whole SmackDown team because you got Lacey Evans, who is good at right now, but like she's still in improving mode. You got Carmella, who is okay. You have Dana Brooke, who just wants a chance. You have Nikki Cross, who's sloppy <laughs> through it. Dana Brooke, will, uh, Dana Brooke in five years will still want a chance. <laughs> Keep fucking real. I'm fucking tired of this shit. He better make the most out of this one. I'm tired. Like it was cute at first, but I'm sick of like, oh, hey, give me a chance, give me a chance. I'm sick of it with Liv Morgan too. Like, what the fuck? Stop. We get four it. Months. Four months we still haven't seen this bitch. <laughs> and she hasn't done anything of anything of note on Twitter to make me want to fucking see her back. Sorry, Liv, you haven't done shit. Damn. What has she done? Like. Are you supposed to get yourself over? You're supposed to get yourself over, right? I mean, she is, but she's been teasing more than um any man that I have slept with. They want, they want, they want a chance. Christian wants one more match. Let's do it. And I want someone to eat my vagina out, but it's not gonna fucking happen. Now wait a minute. You're talking to your boyfriend, right? Your boyfriend is literally in call with you. No, this is this is what she does. This is what she does. Come on now. Yeah, I actually do. She she just emasculates me in front of me, and I just like okay, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> it's not even emasculation. It's just like I just want someone to eat my vagina out, and it's not gonna happen because men suck and they scare the vagina. And be and, and because I literally live like goddamn miles away from her. Mm. It's, 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 my it's, tongue it's, is my my tongue cannot reach that far. That's that's just my the story of my life mm-hmm. because men. Yep, and I suck. Life sucks and then you die. Oh, she would want to eat my vagina. Other men don't because, like, they're scared for some reason. But anywho, but anywho, um, <laughs> apparently James he wants us to talk about how Paige is overrated as fuck. Oh God, we well, I mean, we only have fifteen minutes on the podcast. We could do a whole fucking five-hour podcast on that. Um, but yeah, um, name me five great Paige matches. I'll wait. The ones with Nikki Bella. The ones with Emma. Which were like two or three. The ones with Emma, but that's okay. really it. Yeah. Name me five great... Name me two great page promos. Fuck it. No, name me one good page promo. I mean, it's... A th- I mean... It's- the one the one, the one in tribute to Dusty. That's it. Money in the bank. That's the only one. I was about um, to, can I was you about... count the one in which she said that um, um, Becky Lynch was the least relevant? Of Fuck the that shit. That, sh- that promo sucked. That promo sucked. She was embarrassing herself. No one fucking cared. And guess what? She got proven wrong. Suck it. Oh, wait. She does it already. Um, okay. So when we really look at it on Paige main roster career, everything she was involved with flopped. The AJ um, her first title reign. Um, when AJ oh, no, all all two of her title reigns. 
when AJ when AJ left and Paige uh, replaced her, oh my God, was it? It was, um, was yeah. Fucking week. It's sad when the hottest. Well, it's sad when the hottest thing in Paige's first title reign when AJ was gone was Alicia Fox. That should tell you something. That should uh, tell you something. Yeah. And then what? She turned heel, became like became, became a lesbian. AJ. Became a lesbian yeah, because she's says, she's desperate to get over, so she has to fucking do goddamn lesbian shit to get over. And even then, it didn't fucking work, she, which is goddamn pathetic because the fucking male in, crowd is fucking like, dude, what the fuck? And then she what? She took AJ's stick and started skipping like AJ. Yeah, and did it oh, terribly, God, and and did it fucking terribly, and it didn't get her over, and like she still didn't get over. Like she, like she had to become like she had to do lesbian shit to get over. It got her over for like two or three months, and then no one cared. And then her matches with AJ flopped, and no one cared. And then she was goddamn on the goddamn pre-show and, and in the no, mid card, no, no, and no one no, cared. No, 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 no. You, you're wrong. You're wrong. So then she lost AJ. Right. Then she, in, then she entered the Alicia Fox feud, which no one gave a fuck about. Then she, I, which the tells you something because I don't remember the fucking feud. Yeah, it happened. It happened. It was literally a wet fart in a division. It fucking happened. And it, like, stop. No one cared. So then she entered the Bella's view, which, I mean, good matches came out of that, but then it dragged too long because everyone was like, okay, AJ just left. And then. That's like, Nikki Bella. Yeah, that's all Nikki Bella. Like, Nikki Bella actually taught Paige, like, rings. And that's out of and- Paige's own mouth. I, I, on, on total on the, on the Bella's podcast, she actually said that Nikki Bella, a quote unquote diva that y'all hate, taught Paige in ring psychology and how to tell a story. When you're Paige, and Paige is a knight. That is, she was wrestling since thirteen that, years old. That set the diva that y'all hate and think that shouldn't have been involved in evolution and should have not been the longest reigning diva champion of all time. Taught Paige, the woman that's, that y'all claim is the definition of women's wrestling, how to fucking wrestle and how to be good at entering psychology. When did Paige, name me a match where Paige carried the match. When did she ever carry Green Talent to a good match? Did she ever draw that much? Did she ever draw any money for the company? She probably got some merch money, but like, was she ever a big draw? No, no, no. again, again, again. So you got the you got the Bella shit, which, by the way, I counted how many title matches she got out of twenty fifteen. You want to guess the number? Eight. Eight. Yes, eight. It's actually eight. eight. This bitch yep. got so many title matches and, and lo- so lost all of them. All of them. The fuck. So then you had the um, Bella's feud in which, like, it was good, but they were stalling until, like, the NXT girls got there. Then she was basically playing third fiddle while Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, they were getting all the. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they didn't. Here's no, no, remember, because they made Paige the leader. She wasn't supposed to be the third wish. She was supposed to be the leader of this group. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte was overshadowing her. And I mean, they didn't give Becky fucking anything. So, I mean, I guess she was overshadowing Becky. But that wouldn't last too fucking long. The fans were behind Becky, though. The the fans were behind Becky, yeah. And this, and then I mean, I mean, at the time, I will be fair. I'll be fair. At the time, the fans were behind Paige. This is before she completely embarrassed herself. 
Right, but even then, you could tell like the like Paige is about to get that short end of the stick soon enough because what happened? They turned a heel and then they had to cut that stupid promo and then Reed Flair promo. Yeah, that stupid ass Reed Flair promo and then she um faced Charlotte and then she which which let's which let's drag Charlotte for a minute. She did not tell her dad or anyone else about that shit. And so yeah, that after 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 she lost to Charlotte, that was it for Paige. That was literally it. Oh, you can't forget when she did turn. You can't forget when she did turn heel. She did the most dastardly thing. She did the Paige tap out to Becky Lynch on the announce table. She did a submission on the announce table, so it hurts so much more. I don't even get my bitch. What was the point? (laughs) Why? Like, literally, what was the point of that? And if you want to go back even further to, like, the Brittany Knight days, because I've I've gone back and I've watched Paige, I've gone back and I've watched Brittany Knight and Shimmer and and Eve. She was fine. She wasn't her mother. I've said, like, like, no, no. Brandon, Brandon, let's, Brandon, let's, okay. No, no, go by her moveset. You think about it. It's, like, her hair, like her hair budding, um, her stupid elbows in the corner when she like the her like she just that like, never that never even look like they come close to connecting. Um, the amount of times she a, fucking a screams, page, a page tap out, a scream, a slap. That's literally her whole and some kicks. That's literally her whole fucking move set right her, there. Her be, like her best like the rant like her coolest moves and here's the thing. There are two finishers that she has that are some of the best finishers in wrestling. Like I love the rampage, and then the page tap out is fucking awesome. Even though that's like Bull Nakano, but hey, cool. I I love that it's being brought back. Awesome. But that's all. That's everything. That's all she gives you. That's it. And like she used to be decent in the ring. Like like I watched her match with Emma. Like like her NXT matches with Emma. It feels like she was like less sloppy. She was a lot less sloppy back then. I feel like she didn't try. But like, like I feel like she, yeah. Paige was only good back then because you could say that oh, the talent back then in that division was not up to par. That too. Now, oh yeah, that too. I'll definitely give you that. Paige, but like, but but here's the thing: you would think watching, but but you would think watching back with, I mean, now the Paige Emma matches aren't quite as great as they were before. I mean, they weren't as great as they were before because, like, again, like you said, but they still hold up. So I'll give yeah. her that, but yeah. I, I mean, but everyone, I feel, I, but I feel like that's that that's their Paige chemistry they have. Pa- everyone said that Paige was good or great, and that oh she's gonna be up there with AJ, and they're gonna have they're gonna tear the house down exactly that match. But they cannot sit there and tell me what other great matches this girl has had. But then you get to the Paige AJ matches and they flopped, especially by the first one, and I can and I watched that match back. No, no, I watched that match back. That was on Paige. Paige was botching in that match endlessly. I don't know what the fuck. Like, she was more sloppy in that match than usual. Like, I can't I can't even blame AJ because AJ's not a great in-ring worker either, but, like, she can tell a story. I don't know what was going on with Paige that night, but it was well, not. AJ, it's just she doesn't, like, she was not trying at that point. Like, she just Oh, at, yeah, after, yeah, after that like, first, after AJ that break, she took two. She just did not try. That's how I see it. She was like a mini Brock Lesnar. She was like, at this point, with Punk gone, she was like, uh, I'm just here for like one more year and then I'm out. I was here for the check. 
I'm here. To, I'm here. To, I'm, here to, I'm, I'm, I'm here because I want. I want to just want to say hi so, to Bailey. You have someone that's not trying, and then someone that's just a fucking sloppy fuck, and then you get that. But now we got to get to 2016. 2016. I mean, we really don't have to say it. The dev. Um, she got like she was on the Mania pre-show, and then yeah, then then really the suspension. Suspensions and then like neck injuries and oh no no before that the Stone Cold podcast that was a thing Uh, apparently like because she was literally flirting with Austin if you go back and watch that she was honest to God flirting with him it was pathetic Paige what the fuck I'm I'm not kidding she was fucking flirting with him every once in a while she would always like brush her hair back so so he could see her tits like. It was it was bad. Go back and watch. She's fucking flirting hard with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't catch that the first. I didn't. I didn't catch that the first time. I thought she was just a mark for him. I mean, she is, but like, I mean, maybe that maybe that's just her nature. Maybe she's just flirty. I mean, I'm, I mean, hey, you know, whatever. But it, it definitely came across. Um, definitely interesting. But you know, whatever. That that is what it is. Maybe maybe that's just me assuming. We get to Total Divas. Uh, she's a mess on that show. But again, you could also say, hey, it's Total Divas. It's a fucking work, whatever. But that kind of damaged Paige's reputation a little bit as well. Yeah, I'm going to try to be yeah. fair. I'm going to try to be fair with Paige because I feel like I'm hating on her too much. But no, once we get no, to 2016... No, no. My whole point my whole point of this is that she's overrated as fuck. Like, oh, she's so fucking... Everyone, I mean, dude, everyone, there were people that were saying that Paige was like like the best female wrestler of like like in the world at the time that she like that that she was being underutilized that she like yeah like no around late 2014 people was like Paige was underutilized because she was in the what? undercard what? and all this other shit what? yes wait, yes wait, wait. The, the, the female who came in yes and beat AJ Lee yes. for the Divas yes. on her first day into her reign yes yes the 295 day reign became a two time Divas champion immediately like bitch what Yes. And then she had multiple, multiple fucking title shot in 2013. What? Yeah. And then what? of course 26 and of course 2016 happens and people said the same thing because she wasn't doing anything. And then because- she gets released and uh all the Del Rio stuff happens. Um at the time I felt sorry for and I still feel sorry for, for the Del Rio thing, but once we get to Ronnie, it's it gets to the point where it's like when when does it get to them being a reflection of who you are other than you just picking a bad boyfriend because at least Mia Yim eventually picked correctly. Paige has had numerous shitty fucking boyfriends and is friends with a Nazi. I think that more uh, reflects on you. And of course, we don't have to get into the uh, the leaks coming out. I feel bad for Paige on that. I will always feel bad no, for Paige on that. No, no, no. no, no I, was just, I was just basing like everything she did on the main roster and yeah, like her whole main roster won. Well, no, because like because then we get to her return. Yeah, because I mean, uh, because but we we can't really go off her return because like it only lasted oh a month, and then she got injured, and then like that was the and then she never fucking and then she never defended Sasha Banks until a fucking year later when people were giving her goddamn racist threats, scumbag. Yeah, but she wants to defend her fucking homophobic ass boyfriend the minute someone says a word about it. And maybe maybe uh, maybe I have a bias because Paige because Paige was not bad. I'm not gonna say Paige was bad. 
Like no, like no one can be in that position and be like that bad. Like she had her moments, but like people, I think, I think definitely overrate her or have her in like more of like a an, a favorable light than maybe what was actually there. And it's one, of, especially if, since if, she got her own movie, simple. she got her own damn movie for God's sakes. If you, if you want to simplify it, Paige was a seven out of ten in a world of fours, and then and then eights and nines came around, and then overshadowed. Her. Exactly. If you want to say she's a pioneer, AJ Lee, like she may have been a four or a five in the ring, but in, like on the mic as a promo as a character, she was a ten, and she fucking lit a spark. And eight, that Paige just didn't. That's why AJ to me holds up where Paige doesn't. And this thing's about to end because I have 20 seconds left on the thing because two hour time limits. So we got to end it here because it's going to end it anyways. So guys, thank you guys for, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, Asia. Thank you, Brandon. I thank you guys for listening (laughs) and we will definitely get to this page thing later on, maybe another time. Uh, But yeah. Um,